0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You know, yesterday I was reminded uh, doing the five why I'm proud to be a conservative. I want to show you something at the open of the show, uh, why you should, you know, chest out, chin up and always be proud to be on the side of the truth and facts. And I want you to watch specifically how liberals will spin anything Even an L into a potential W. I've got that. I've got massive red pills today everywhere. Hollywood people, NBA stars getting red pilled. The video is awesome. And also the question, was the DNC really hacked? And now that the Alpha Bank story and Trump Tower thing is falling apart, is that the next shoe to drop? Loaded show today. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Protect your data and online activity from big tech spying. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino show. Let's get right to it. Also have uh, some massive red pills on coronavirus too, including Guy's favorite Twitter exchange. Wouldn't you say Guy? Favorite Twitter exchange maybe of the year so far. (laughs) Of the year. All right, good. So I'm not speaking out of turn. all right joe let's go all right man. yeah mix minus taken care of right kind of my man folks we'll explain that later on i had it square <laughs> joe and gee away and a whole fox crew about mixed minus. nobody knew what it was yeah. oh, it was me thank you dan so, i'm kidding yeah. i have no idea what mix minus is that's the joke <laughs> they all had to fix it for me i was hearing myself fox was great he was great. I'm just kidding i don't know what the hell a mix minus is for you audio people out there but i learned because I'm always open to new ideas. So why am I proud to be a conservative? Uh, seriously, I'm, I'm, it's not puffery. It's I, It's just why I'm proud to be part of a movement that actually engages in facts, data, and reason. I mean it. If we get something wrong, we say it. We're typically always on the right side of a story, especially in the Trump era. A couple of times got it wrong. Um, we've corrected some things on the show. But this was kind of funny. So, yesterday I've, I've been in uh, on the, I've been guest hosting The Five all week. I'll be back today and Thursday and Friday too. It is Wednesday, right? Uh, so, don't miss it. Five o'clock on Fox. It's been pretty spicy for, you know, spicy, but I think pretty cool and respectful debates, which is cool. It's five o'clock, you know, it's not prime time. People are eating and stuff. So, it's been fun, especially debating, uh, you know, with, with Jess Tarloff. But we had a debate yesterday about this. One of the segments on The Five, follow me here, was that. Democrats are again lying and saying that the crime crisis exploding in America post-George Floyd, where the Democrats started attacking the police and calling to defund the police, is somehow the responsibility of the COVID pandemic and not the attacks on cops. It's an idea so stupid, uh, it's really stunning that even the Democrats would put it out there. Crime went up, definitely COVID, which is weird because... COVID was a worldwide phenomenon and the crime spikes are largely limited, at least in the degree to the United States. So it's just, again, strange how they make these stupid talking points and never parse through the facts and the data. So Jessica had made the point that this crime spike started in 2020 and I fired back at her and said, yeah, but the crime spike was in liberal cities. So whether Trump was in office in 2020 or not is irrelevant. The crime spike was in liberal cities where Trump offered to help with both feds and the National Guards. Everybody fought. Joe, are you getting this? Because this is important. Absolutely. You, have to, you know, we debate facts and liberals debate emotion. Yes, the crime spike happened during the final year of the Trump administration, but it was in liberal areas, liberal areas. And Trump offered to help. He said, we'll send in the feds. We'll send in the National Guard. And the liberal mayors were like, double-barrel, middle finger, family-friendly version. We don't care about your help. You can go pound sand. So I make the point on the show on The Five yesterday that nine of the top 10 cities where the murder rates the highest are run by liberals, leftists. So how you can claim this has to do with COVID, not liberal policies, when the spike is happening exclusively, exclusively in liberal areas. Even the one area that it's not a liberal, the one that is an independent who was a Democrat up till 2009. I made that point. Nine out of ten run by liberal areas. So I wake up this morning and I see this hilarious article. I mean, laughably, it's raw story. So, I mean, you don't expect anything to be, you know, non-comical. and raw. It's like a, you know, lefty. 18-year-old blogger site, but by this guy, David Badash, whatever his name is, I don't know if he rolled out of bed and decided he needed a headline. He's like, those were the Trump years. Liberal brilliantly destroys Fox News crime surge framing and her co-host claims. So I read, I'm reading, it says, Jessica Tarloff began her takedown after Bongino falsely claimed that the spike in the murder rate was only in areas dominated by liberal politicians. (laughs) This is, you can't, again, this is why I tell you debating liberals is so easy. But even when you're right, they try to, how do you lose a debate on the facts and then claim that we got wrecked? So I pulled up the numbers for you. Remember what my claim was? You could go back and watch it on the five. Nine out of 10 of the top cities for murder rates, for the murder rate, are run by liberal Democrats who Trump offered to help. So I put it in a search engine. Because David Badash is obviously too stupid to actually (laughs) search this online. Here they are, folks. I'll put it up on the screen. I know, Joe. Uh, Even when you win, you lose with liberals. Again, these people have adamantium-coated skulls. They are so stupid. Here they are. Uh, Number one, St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, That's run by a Democrat. Uh, Baltimore, Maryland. Joe, you live close to Baltimore. Is there a Republican mayor of Baltimore? Well, I know there isn't, I know there isn't, Dan. Thank you, Joe. Baltimore, number two, run by a Democrat. New Orleans, as they said, in New Orleans, Louisiana, run by uh, a Democrat. Detroit, Michigan, run by a Democrat. Cleveland, Ohio, run by a Democrat. Uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, run by an independent who was a Democrat, who now claims to be an independent. Kansas City, Missouri, run by a Democrat. Memphis, Tennessee, run by a Democrat. Newark, New Jersey run by a Democrat and the 10th Chicago, Illinois run by a Democrat, a Democrat. Now, Joe, um, I love economics and finance. I, however, was not an arithmetic or math major in college, but I just read to you 10 cities. Run uh, that are that have the highest murder rates, correct? There were 10. Now, if mm-hmm. you minus one from 10, I'll give you a moment, Joe. You may need to get Jay's abacus out again. For Man, you got to be a long time listener to know what that means. You have to look that one up. But just checking hmm. here, I read to you 10 cities with the highest murder rates and only one of them is run by an independent who ironically even used to be a Democrat. Now, 10 minus one, Joe, is what number? <laughs> um, Take a moment and think about that, Gee, I'm going to have you fact checking. Him, please, it's uh, okay, if you need a I think little more it's time, nine, Dan. It's nine, nine. It is okay. all right? Can we get a confirmation yeah. in the studio? Ted G has given me the thumbs up. So nine out of ten cities with the highest murder rates are in fact run by liberal Democrats, and the one that is is run by an independent who used to be a Democrat. So again, amazingly raw story, and 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 David BS or mean Bada whatever his name can't even do basic research. This is why I tell you, please. Please I'm begging you ignore these idiots. These are people they can't even like do a Google search the right way and Google's their thing. We don't use Google on I use a different search engine but they can't even go to their own god the Google gods and do a basic set of homework. This is why you will never learn anything. These people live in the if there was like You know, like Marvel has the multiverse. If one of those multiverses was the stupid verse, this is where liberals live. There is nothing. You can't even win a debate with liberals. Nine out of ten are run by Democrats. You just got wrecked. You just got owned by Gito. Totally owned. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I'm sure. So moving on here, because I'm again today's show. We're going to be dropping red pills for everyone. Well, what happens is when you read liberal media for morons like Raw Story and and, uh, and, and David Bulldog, Bull whatever his name is, BS, David BS, this is what happens. You live in a universe where you believe things that are factually incorrect. You actually believe the crime spike is due to COVID and not liberal leadership attacking the police there for George Floyd. That's real to you. I mean, unfortunately, it's not real in the real world, but that's real to you. So what happens one day is a lot of these liberals start to see the truth and they get red pilled. And when they get red pilled and the truth hits them in the cojones and kicks them in the tomatoes, all of a sudden it's a real shock. I'm not kidding. You're seeing red pilling everywhere. I want to go through a few videos here of some red pilling. It's a little bit long, but it's worth your time. I don't like to play, as you know, videos longer than like a minute 15, a minute 30. Joe knows like the golden rule, but this is worth it this is an nba player i might have to start watching the nba again this is the orlando magics jonathan isaac i don't know him he's probably a very talented obviously he's in the nba but this is clearly a pretty intelligent guy nba player orlando magic jonathan isaac he's again asked by 18 year old dopey liberal bloggers pretending to be journalists or as christina pershaw from DeSantis, the staff calls them journalists they just churn bs stories out like David ba- Bald- b s whatever his name is right they these journalists they've all these journalists have been told to say is get the vaccine and don't ask questions because they're idiots they live in like the stupid verse of the marvel multiverse right here's an nba player schooling red pilling a bunch of reporters when asked hey man what's with you and the vaccine thing?" Take? take it we've been told by biden to take it we don't think watch this guy just break them down check this out
1: what is it about the vaccine that that makes you uh hesitant to 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 get it. Uh, i i would start with um I've, I've had COVID um in the past and so our, our understanding of antibodies of natural immunity has uh, uh changed a, a great deal from the onset of the pandemic and is still evolving um i understand that the vaccine would uh, um, Help if, if, if you catch COVID and uh, you'll be able to have less symptoms um, from contracting it. But with me having COVID in the past and having antibodies um, with my current um, age group and uh, uh, fitness, physical fitness level, um, it's not necessarily a fear of mine. Uh, taking the vaccine, um, like I said, it would decrease my chances of uh, uh having a re- severe reaction, but it does open me up to the albeit rare chance, but the possibility of having an adverse reaction to the vaccine itself. Um, I don't believe that being unvaccinated means infected or being vaccinated means um, uninfected. You can still catch COVID um, with or without not having the vaccine. Um, I would say, honestly, the the, the craziness of it all in terms of not being able to say that it should be everybody's fair choice without being demeaned or, um, talked crazy to, doesn't, uh, make one comfortable to do what said person is, uh, telling them to do. Um, yeah, I I would say that's, that's a couple of the reasons that, um, you know, I would say I'm hesitant at this time, but at the end of the day, uh, I don't feel that it is, um, you know, anyone's reason to come out and say, well, this is why, or this is not why it should just be their decision. And, um, you know, loving your neighbors, not just loving those that, that agree with you or look like you or uh, move in the same way that you do. It's, it's uh, uh, you know, loving those who don't.
0: Now, I, I'm sure, you know, me saying that I respect what he just said will probably get this guy canceled because the leftists are just straight up lunatics. I mean, they're just crazy people. They'll probably try to burn down the Orlando Magic Arena uh, because they're just crazy. I mean, they're the same people, again, who write the Raw Story article about an easily researchable fact. They're just dumb, right? But this guy's brilliant. You got a bunch of reporters. What's their jobs? What's the two jobs here, guys? This is a pop quiz for the show, right? There are two people involved in that exchange. There's an NBA player. What's his job? Is his job to be an immunologist, epidemiologist, medical doctor? No, his job is to play yeah. basketball. And he does it, obviously, at the highest levels in the history of humankind. He plays in one of the most elite leagues out there. It's only five players on the court. It's on a baseball team with nine. It's on a football team with 11. It's a basketball. It is, you know how hard it is to get in the NBA? He plays in the NBA. It's what he does well. Okay, what's the other guy's job? The other guy's job is to be a reporter, to ask questions based on facts and to prevent those, uh, present those facts to the public so they can make informed decisions. And ironically, who's doing the informing and who doesn't know anything? The, play, the NBA player. The media guy's like, (laughs) like he's like Bozo the Clown. Why are you self vaccine hesitant? Why are you asking him that question? It's none of your business. How do you even know he's hesitant? The guy just had to school them. I mean, there's red pilling happening. This is why I... I, I'm not an optimist, but I'm a realist. I promise you, cancel culture. This reminds me, gee, tomorrow, remind me to talk about that story in the New York Post about the lady who got canceled, please. Put it, take a note on or something. Cancel, why I've always told you, cancel culture and liberal lunacy is cannibalistic, and I promise I'm a realist. It will eventually burn itself out. They are going to run out of people to torture and cancel before eventually 51% of the population feels like they're being canceled by the 49, and they start to realize, what joe hey we're the majority why are we taking from these idiots that's it's Mm -hmm. it's going to blow up it has to it's simple math i promise not an optimist i'm a realist all right moving on red pills everywhere here's what it feels like and what it sounds like when you get red pilled and you're a hollywood guy i don't russell brand is he i think he's a comedian i'm not really sure Uh, who he is, to be candid with you. Um, But he's probably a pretty famous guy. Sounds like he has a nice following. But he's a celebrity of of some sort. I'm not knocking him. I genuinely, I've, I've seen and I've heard his name. I don't want to pretend like, I just don't know what he does. But Russell Brand is a Hollywood type with a large following. This is a crazy video. I saw this yesterday. Now, again, whereas liberals lie, they lie all the time. And now people are waking up in the NBA. They'll lie about crime, coronavirus, masks, whatever when you find out you've been lied to, a lot of liberals, about maybe 50%, 51%, they love it. They enjoy it. They just don't care. They're lemmings. They're, they're dopey looking sheep. They're herded by their stupid sheep herder, and they just go along with it. But a lot don't. Some wake up and are like, wow, man, I wasted my time listening to these idiots. Here's Russell Brand in a video just waking up to the fact that the Russia PP tape hoax that Trump colluded with the Russians was complete BS and people lied to him forever. This is a great video. Watch every second of this. Check this out. It seems like years ago that we were hearing that Trump was colluding with Russia, that he wouldn't have won the election without Russia, that his whole presidency was a kind of Putin plot. Well, there's now serious evidence that it was the Clinton campaign and Hillary Clinton acolytes that were directly involved in the generation of what has proven to be a conspiracy. Untrue. Think about how much media you watched. Me, a person who I think, broadly speaking, is from the left, a liberal, certainly not a Trump supporter. In Republican, with respect to those of you that are, I find myself in awe, gobsmacked, flabbergasted, and startled by these revelations that Russiagate was a Democratic conspiracy. (laughs) (laughs) Right, he just said it, Joe. He's like, if only more libs were like this guy. I mean, guys, ladies, what must you get it? You've been watching my show forever, this podcast, and many of you have been here from the very beginning and thank you for doing it. You've known this thing is made up, like it's factually incorrect. It's a false story. You live in reality. Liberals live in the Marvel stupid verse, right? Imagine what it must feel like to have believed for so long that Trump colluded with Vladimir Putin to steal election, an election, and then find out the whole entire thing is not only false, but made up by the same people you thought were the heroes. You thought they were the protagonists and they're the antagonists. Can, I mean, really, try for a moment, to put yourself in their shoes. You 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 let's say, you know, you've been a Ronald Reagan fan your entire life, like I was. I loved Reagan. And then you find out some historian uncovers the fact that like Ronald Reagan was like a secret Iranian terrorist. You would be devastated, would you not? Of course he wasn't, you get my point. I'm trying to put you in the mindset of what it must be like to live like a liberal, where you believe COVID caused the crime crisis, not liberals. I mean, you believe things like masks are are this most, they're this so effective, the tool is, and research says that I'll get to that later. You know, you believe Trump colluded with Russia and you find out one day you wake up and you're like, my gosh, it was all a lie. I was lied to. It was all fake and false the whole time. And because I pride myself on the Spygate case and the collusion case getting out in front of the stories and not just trailing, I'm going to tell you coming up in a second. I'm going to tell you the two next shoes to drop in this that I promise are going to be massive red pills for everyone. I don't tease stuff unless I can bring it. There's going to be two stories that are going to entirely collapse in, in the next coming weeks, months, and maybe years. May take a while. But you're going to hear him here first. It is what? Wednesday, September 29th. Pay close attention. Let me get to my uh, second sponsor. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go-bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. comes in black in two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the world made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival record. Okay, back to the show. Here are the two next huge red pills to drop that you're going to hear first. Very quickly, number one, the Alpha Bank connections. The allegations by the Democrats, which are now completely falling apart in the Hillary Clinton team, that Trump Tower had a secret internet connection with a bank in Russia, Alpha Bank, and that that connection was being used, the pings back and forth as a secret communication channel the story we know is false that's not the red pill drop the story's fake we know that from the sussman indictment what's the real story there sarah carter hinted at it on my show unfiltered on fox when she came on and it was an explosive appearance are those pings Who is sending those pings were those pings a setup? In other words, if Trump Tower wasn't sending those pings and someone was sending those pings or making it look like those pings were coming from Trump Tower. Was Trump framed again? Folks, you understand again, this is the difference between misfeasance and malfeasance. You understand how significant this would be? Misfeasance would be if some tech executive looked at the pings between Trump Tower and Alpha Bank, and they don't know what it could have been spam, could have been marketing emails. It wasn't, clearly wasn't a secret communication channel. That's totally fake, right? But misfeasance would be if someone just misread that. Oh man, we made a mistake. We thought it was Trump communicating with the Russians, but it was really just spam emails. Malfeasance would be if you sent those emails and those pings to make it look like they were communicating. Why don't you digest that one for a second while I take a little sip of this green tea here? What do you think of those tomatoes? Let's get to number two. The second red pill to drop, mark the date, Wednesday, September 29th, because again, you can say like Russell Brand and others who figure out this stuff later, the NBA players, you can say you knew it months and years in advance and didn't listen to the dopey liberal media. The second red pill to drop is something that's been discussed for a long time, and that's the DNC hack. Now. I want to go to an article. It's from a while ago. It's in my newsletter. Please read it. Bongino.com slash newsletter. It's by a great reporter. He is not a conservative. I want to be crystal clear. He's an actual journalist, not a churnalist. Okay? Again, hat tip Christina Pershaw for that great term. The second red pill to drop is the DNC wasn't hacked by the Russians at all, folks. That may be a setup too. Another frame job. Check out this article. Please read it. Real Clear Investigations by Aaron Maté. It is critical. It's called, it's from May of 2020, but it's worth your time. Hidden over two years, colon. Democrat cyber firm sworn testimony said it had no proof of Russian hack of the DNC. Really? I thought we were told by CrowdStrike, the company that looked at the DNC servers, that it was hacked by the Russians and the Russians took all the emails and gave them to Donald Trump. Really? Because it's interesting that when Sean Henry, an executive with CrowdStrike, was under oath up on Capitol Hill, he said this, and this is a quote. It's in the Real Clear Investigations article by Aaron Maté, who does excellent work. Here's the CrowdStrike guy, Sean Henry, who, by the way, used to be an FBI executive under Bob Mueller. Just a coincidence, I'm sure, folks. Always a coincidence. Quote, Sean Henry from CrowdStrike. There are times when we can see the DNC data exfiltrated, for liberals that means sent out, and we can say conclusively. But in this case, the case of the DNC that is, it appears it was set up to be exfiltrated, but we just don't have the evidence that says it actually left. Wait, there's more. So the CrowdStrike guy, Sean Henry, used to work for Bob Mueller. They looked at the computers, not the FBI, not the original computer, the DNC and said it was hacked and sent to the Russians, but when asked under oath, they say they have no evidence it was sent to the Russians. Uh haven't heard that in the media, have you? September 29th, though. You'll hear it now first. Here's another quote from Sean Henry, under oath, by the way, who just coincidentally used to work for Bob Mueller in the FBI. Quote, Sean Henry, CrowdStrike. There's not evidence that they were actually exfiltrated. There's circumstantial evidence but no evidence that they were actually exfiltrated. Next red pills to drop. The Alpha Bank pings. Who made those pings? Who created those pings? Was that malfeasance? Was someone framed? And was the DNC hack of the, of, by, the by the Russians, air quotes, made up the entire time and everybody knew it? Was that another effort to frame the Trump team? All right. I'm going to try to get Lee Smith on the radio show later to talk about that. He knows a lot about this stuff. Like an infomercial. but wait, there's more. Red pills are dropping everywhere. There's more here. So yesterday, this is Gee. I, I told you about this in the beginning of the show. It's Guy's favorite, uh, favorite Twitter exchange of all time. So what is another thing liberals believe, along with this stupidity that crime isn't spiking in liberal cities? COVID did the, is responsible for the crime waves. No evidence of that at all. Masks are the most effective tool for stopping COVID. Donald Trump has a pee tape and colluded with the Russians. The list of stupid things dopey liberals believe goes on and on and on. I'm sad we have to red pill them, but red pills happen everywhere. And some are happening today, too. So there was this tweet yesterday by Secretary Miguel Cardona. Our education secretary. This guy is in the president's cabinet. Um, You would think he was capable of doing even basic research and homework. Correct. It's not a lot to ask. You are in one of the most important positions in the United States government. You are actually an advisor to the president not figuratively. You're a literal advisor to the president. You're in the room. It's Miguel Cardona. So he decided it'd be a good idea to tweet this out about this magical Wisconsin study, folks, that found how effective masks were. And I was like, wow, really? Let me check that out. Because if it says that, I'd like to know, ladies and gentlemen, if masks are super effective, I'd like to know that. I don't want to catch the Rona, right? So I looked and I checked out the study. I'm like, does it say what he says? It says, so he tweeted this out. A Wisconsin study. Keep in mind, this is the secretary of education, right? A Wisconsin study found that schools that required masking had a 37% lower incidence of COVID-19 than the surrounding community. I was like, whoa, man, those masks really work. I better go out and get a new box. This is great. man. I've been on the wrong side of this whole time. Because unlike liberals, I'm not kidding. I'm actually open to new information. If you can show me studies that masks are effective, then I'm happy to look at it and I will be sure in high risk settings to don a mask every time. Uh, no one's been able to actually show me that. I've only been shown evidence that it breaks the droplets into smaller particles that way you can inhale them deeper in your lung. That's what I've seen. So, you know, that's actual evidence. So what was really interesting about this tweet after I read this study is one of the responses. From one of the authors of the study. Her name is apparently Tracy Hogue, forgive me if I'm saying her name wrong. Tracy Hogue, MD PhD, who actually did the study that the secretary cited. She says, quote, Secretary Cardona, I was the senior author of this study. Our study is not able to give any information about the roles masks played in the observed in the observed low in school transmission rates. We had no control group, so we don't know if the rate would have been different without masks. <laughs> 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 uh, Job Gee brings up a good point here. Send her yeah. right to the NBA. This medical doctor, she'd be perfect. She could medpel everywhere. Did yeah. this? Guy, he's the Secretary of Education. He didn't even read this study. This is, again, imagine what it's like living in this world where you're a liberal and you're too dopey to research anything on the internet. You read this tweet, which probably went viral by the secretary of education. You're like, there it is. Conclusive evidence. My mask will prevent my kid from getting COVID and me from getting COVID. And then you find out from the researcher, they had they made no conclusions whatsoever about masks. Uh, Guy actually pulled something up. This is from the actual study, folks. <laughs> Again, I'm sorry, liberals, you please tune out now. I know we're minute, you know, we're like what I don't know, 30 minutes into the show. I, this is going to be too much for you. We've red-pilled you so far on crime, on collusion. Maybe tune back in tomorrow when your brain's ready for more facts. Here's the actual study the Secretary of Education was too stupid to read. Quote from the study. It was not possible to determine the specific roles that mask wearing and other disease mitigation strategies played in the low rate of disease spread and information on school ventilation systems was not obtained. Was that on the screen? Because it was on the screen, right? So people can read it. Folks, I mean. It's like I had that fight again the other day debate on the fight, but Jessica Monday Tarloff on the five. She cited another study about masks where I don't know if she read it or didn't read it, but down in the study, it's clear as day. It says that there are no causal inferences to be made about masks by this study. It's strictly correlational data. I mean, guys, libs, if you're going to cite the mask research, can you at least read the study first? Is this a lot to ask? It's a serious question. Is this too much to ask you to actually read the data? Read the data. And for those out there who don't understand, for the thousandth time, Joe, I, Joe, this is getting into Black Swan territory. Remember when we first started? Yeah. I just bring up the Black oh, Swan. yeah. You wanted to kill me after a while. The correlation versus causation thing I brought up so many times. Joe's probably going to have to take off his headphones, right? He's getting sick of hearing it. Yeah. Guys, correlation does not mean that two variables are causal. Because someone was wearing a mask in a school and transmission was low does not mean, unless you properly control for other variables, that the mask had anything to do with it. It's like saying cold weather increases colds with sickness, you know, colds in the winter. It doesn't. Cold weather has nothing to do with it. Cold weather, just people touch their noses more because they're dry because of the dry air and the nose. You can develop sometimes more mucus to protect the dry nasal passage and people wipe their nose, which introduces rhinoviruses into the nasal passage. It's not the cold weather. If you didn't touch your face, you wouldn't get more cold. It doesn't matter if it's cold or hot. My gosh, if I have to bring this up one more time, my apologies to my audience who've heard that example probably close to 200 times if you listen to my podcast. But liberals listen and they're too stupid to figure this out. If a school brings in, uh, you know, has a mask mandate and then introduces like uh, a new ventilation system and and coronavirus rates plunge, if you don't control, have a control group without the ventilation system, you have no idea if it was the mask or the ventilation system. Is I mean, my gosh, is this hard? Really? Is this hard? Are you too stupid to do basic science? Correlation, he's like, yes, but correlation, not equaling causation is a seventh grade principle of scientific experimentation. I'm not kidding. Maybe fifth grade. All right. Yeah. Right. Right. He brings up a good point. The study that the secretary cited, Joe, it wasn't like a twenty thousand page manifesto. It was like a couple page. It was like the abstract alone you could have read. But he wasn't even smart enough to do that. Oh, hmm. oh this is frustrating. <clears throat> All right. Here's what I got coming up. I, I got another. I'm going to show you, by the way, the correlation causation thing. I messed with a chart that's very telling if you do science. And then I've got the ultimate, ultimate insult at the border right now. No, I'm not kidding. This is not exaggeration for effect. The ultimate insult. I got a video coming up of Jim Jordan. If what we're hearing is true at the border, this is, forget about a kick in the tomatoes. This is like a baseball bat to the grapefruits. This is bad. All right here's a photo by the way if you throw that up on the screen again if you believe in science I know there are leftists watching who don't but here is a scatter plot here and a bar, kind of a a linear graph you can see here is mask usage as one variable plotted against daily positive COVID tests please check this out on Rumble rumble.com slash Bongino for those listening on audio I'll just explain it to you Gee, you, um, you're a relatively smart guy. Joe, you're a smart guy. Um, do you see any yeah. connection here between masks and cases going down or up? Do they look like they're moving in the same direction at all? No. Guy's <laughs> saying, he's looking and he's no. like, I don't, Joe, do you see it? Well, let me just show just no. let me just tell you what no. I see. I yeah, see that the mask usage has been pretty consistent, self-reported throughout the year at this relatively mm-hmm. High level. So yeah, again, that's fine. People want to wear masks, go right ahead. And then I see cases. Do you see the same thing, Joe? Down, up, a little bit down, a little bit up. Whoa. Peaking up, then down, then down, then a little up, then down again. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, the correlation appears to be about zero. About now, correlation doesn't mean causation, but I can tell you right now, two variables that aren't correlated at all are most definitely not causal. Just look at it yourself. Just look at the data, please. want to wear a mask, wear a mask. Just please stop with the nonsense. Stop telling people these masks are going to save their lives and giving them a false sense of security. Get out of the liberal Marvel stupid verse and get back into like the normal verse where the Avengers win or whatever. Please. I'm begging at this point, the stupid is strong. Okay. This story was tough to take. So I saw this on social media last night and I was going to send, I was going to use a social media post, but I saw a video that creeped up and I thought this can't possibly be real. Jim Jordan was on Laura Ingram's show last night in the Fox News channel. You want to talk about the ultimate insult at the border? Bad enough that legal traffic entering the country at the Del Rio port of entry in Texas where the group of Haitians were, legal folks who were legally entering the United States were stopped for weeks. While illegal immigrants gathered under the border and then were let in. So think about this was a big enough slap in the face. I didn't think it would get where I mentioned this on the five yesterday. If you were an illegal immigrant, you had a better chance of getting into the United States quicker than someone who was legal crossing the bridge because it was shut down. That's not a joke. I thought that was the ultimate, like, total backhand. This takes the cake. Imagine being a border patrol agent told that you have to secure people entering the country illegally who may be sick with coronavirus. They don't have to get a vaccine. You have to secure them after they broke the law. But then you do. Watch this. The people who have been busting their tails, enforcing our law, doing their job on the border, they're going to get fired if they don't take the vaccine. Meanwhile, for people who break the law and come in here, no big deal. No, your choice. It's up to you. That is how ridiculous the Biden administration has become. These people who just a year ago, like doctors and nurses and, and police officers, were heroes. Now they're saying, we're go- you're going to lose your job if you don't take a vaccine. The same vaccine, by the way, that Kamala Harris said she wouldn't take a year ago. This is ridiculous and the American people know it's ridiculous imagine that you're a border patrol agent for now what eight months or so there has been a catastrophe at the border brought on by joe biden and liberal democrats who have wiped out the southern border there's no southern border it's not open for debate liberals please go sit in the corner and shut up there's no southern border stop that i was gonna i don't want to curse you don't bleep it out i don't want to cause him any editing just stop the crap okay There's no border. Just stop the nonsense. So you pretend there's a border and you put our border patrol agents down there who just temporarily detain people before letting them in the United States. And you say to these heroes who I've worked with, I went through training with in Fletzi in Georgia, the Federal Law Enforcement Training Center, you tell them you put your lives at risk for people who are breaking the law in the United States. We're not going to mandate they get a vaccine or anything before they come here. They can infect you and your family and get you killed. And after you've gotten infected, many of them, I mean, Hundreds, if not thousands, have gotten infected from their heroic work at the border, even though we don't have a border, right? They recover and have natural immunity. And then they're subsequently told after they're putting their lives on the line for eight months now, well, their whole time on the job, but even worse, for eight months, the risk has gone through the roof, that now you have to get a vaccine that may not benefit you at all. While the people breaking the law to get in the country at our fake border, they don't have to do anything at all. Listen, man, I'm not here to tell you Republicans are going to be the solutions to all your problems, okay? You got the wrong show if you believe that. But I'm telling you now with absolute certainty, as I've told you many times, and tattoo this on your brain, Democrats are absolutely the cause, that is causal, of all of your problems. I'll take my chances with feckless zero Republicans than people who are trying to destroy the country tomorrow, because there actually are some decent Republicans out there. I'll take my chances. 2022 cannot, cannot come fast enough. You need to send a resounding statement to these guys and flush these losers out. All of them. And primary all the rhinos too. All right, uh, moving on. I want to warn you about something. These are the kind of stories I pick out out there that uh, I don't think you're going to see in a lot of mainstream outlets and outside of a couple of limited podcasts, you're probably not going to hear about them either, but they're very dangerous. Um, they're a little wonky, but this is something I need you antenna, ding, 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 ding. I need the antenna going up big time. I saw this story in the UK Telegraph about the Bank of England telling their ministers to intervene on a digital currency and the programming of digital currency, folks digital currency i'm going to warn you right now i wish i had a bell and a sound for the show the kenny bell please pay attention for whatever you're doing stop and listen to this digital currency will be the end of freedom and liberty you know it and it's not i'm not exaggerating what is a digital currency it's exactly what it is the u.s dollar being totally digitized paper money being phased out You'll get, it's all digitized. You use it on your phone. It'll be uh, on some kind of a card, a credit card. Probably the, but there will be no more paper money. Now, why? Well, Dan, that sounds like you're exaggerating. Yeah, does it? I want you to read this story in the Telegraph. Again, I just read you the headline. Here's a quote from it about the Bank of England looking at a digital currency. This is a real quote. Digital cash could be programmed to ensure it's only spent on essentials or goods which is an employer of government, which as an an employer of government deems to be sensible. The Bank of England has called on ministers to decide whether a central bank digital currency should be, quote, programmable, ultimately giving the issuer control over how it is spent by the recipient. (laughs) What? So a digital currency, keep in mind, the United Kingdom is pretending still to be free despite their massive tax hikes and their descent into madness like the uk like australia and elsewhere to our hero patriots in the uk fighting for freedom you know we love you too we give shout outs to the australian freedom fighters but you too we love you but to the communists in the uk you want a programmable digital currency folks what could possibly go wrong there you'd have no ability to spend cash you earned you want to go buy a firearm maybe you want to go buy tobacco or alcohol all of a sudden, in a digital currency, the government knows exactly where you're spending that. You're going to be told you can't do that. You're going to be told that the Second Amendment is great. But yeah, you know what? We have no obligation to allow you to spend your digital currency there. You're going to have to go barter for it. You don't think this is what they're thinking about? You don't think they're thinking about a programmable digital currency? If they're not thinking about it, how did it make its way into a major te- uh, Excuse me, a newspaper, the Telegraph, in the UK? How did it happen that way? You don't think this could come here? They're entertaining this idea here right now. What if you're in a business they don't like? Chewable tobacco, nicotine gum. Listen, a free society, people allowed to do what they want, even if it's not the kind of behavior you'd agree with. People want to go and want to see an R movie or even you want to watch something. It's not illegal. Can't do that. Digital currency says your program not to be able to see that. Think about this last part, too. What have I been telling you about in this show forever? Negative interest rates. Just quickly. The reason negative interest rates, you don't know, have an interest rate. It's the price of money. You take a loan, the interest rate's 5%. You pay back 5%. Wouldn't it be great, though, to take a loan and pay back negative 5%? Then yeah, they don't do that. Of course they don't do that. It's stupid. Why? Because if you just wait the loan out, eventually you won't have anything to pay back. Because the interest rate is negative. It goes down and down and down and down and down. You wait it out. You just pay back the minimum. Eventually, you have no loan there. Gosh, that'd be great, wouldn't it, if you owed a lot of money? If you had negative interest rates on your loan? Imagine buying a car for $30,000 and only having to pay back five. Well, who owes the most money anywhere on planet Earth? Just quick, off the top of your head. Oh, the U.S. government. That's right. The G, the U.S. government, owes more money than any entity anywhere in the cosmos, including the liberal stupid verse from Marvel. We owe about 20, 25 trillion more when you count the factor in entitlements. Wouldn't it be great to have that debt go away with negative interest rates? Well, what's the problem with negative interest rates and why does it relate to a digital currency as programmable? Well, the best way to beat negative interest rates and not have your money lose anything is to take all your money out of the bank. If you have paper money and the interest rates are negative, there's nothing they can do to take the value away from your paper money because you have it in your hand. But when it's digital and it's on your phone or a card they give you, Every single day, you get less and less and less and less and less and less and less. less. Isn't it delicious? I'm sure the left will call this a conspiracy theory, too. But Joe, mark the date. Wednesday, September 29th. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. You'll be watching this clip in three, four years when they try this stuff. And you'll be like, "Ha!" they warned us on the show years ago. That's just crazy. All right. Uh, Let me get to my last sponsor. I want to get to that hearing yesterday. I know I covered on my radio show. I didn't get to cover uh, much of it here. So uh, I got a couple I get a video of Mark Milley just selling himself out yesterday and apparently isn't bright enough to pick up what he even did. Uh, But yesterday, the hearing up on Capitol Hill, Mark Milley and Lloyd Austin, our Joint Chiefs Chairman and Secretary of Defense, uh, 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 respectively, were up on Capitol Hill testifying about the disastrous collapse in Afghanistan and the role they played in it. Joe Biden was, It was. it's now conclusive Joe Biden lied. Milley and others up on Capitol Hill said they warned Joe Biden about pulling out the way he did from Afghanistan. Oh, Biden claimed, uh, oh, Biden, Biden, I've done that a few times, Freudian slip. This is probably true. Oh, Biden. I should probably just call him Oh, Biden. Oh, Biden claimed in a George Stephanopoulos interview, he wasn't warned about evacuating the troops the way he did. He lied. He got busted yesterday on Capitol Hill. But Milley said a couple of dumb things, too. But I want to get to this Wall Street Journal article because there's a piece in there that really nails what Joe Biden, how character free and what a loser this guy really is. He has zero dignity at all. This guy will lie, but he's so corrupt, him and his family. This guy may be the most corrupt man ever to sit in the White House, and he has no problem at all about lying right to your face even when the data is in front of you. The journal summed it up nicely in this article, the generals contradict Biden on Afghanistan. Listen to this. It's important. They say the scandal isn't that uh, Biden ignored military advice, because now we know he did on the leaving of Afghanistan. He's the decision maker. He can make whatever decision he wants. That's accurate. He's the commander in chief. It's Biden's refusal to own his decision. Mr. Biden wants political credit for ending America's involvement in in Afghanistan, but yet he's not willing to take the political risk of admitting he overruled the brass in the process. The quote of the day from the Wall Street Journal. Here, let me just sum that up for you just a little differently. The real Biden scandal on Afghanistan is this. Now that we know he lied and he was told, don't evacuate Afghanistan this way, and he did it anyway. The real scandal is this. Again, he wants credit for leaving. Look at me; I got the troops out of Afghanistan, while lying to the public about how he came to the decision to do it. Does that make sense? You digging that? He wants to take credit for leaving Afghanistan, but the way he did it got thirteen heroes killed, put people in the family in. You get the point. There are people out there who were put in very real danger and Americans were left behind. So on one hand, he wants to take the political credit for leaving Afghanistan. Yet when it turned into a total debacle that got people killed and stranded hundreds, maybe thousands of Americans behind enemy lines in the Taliban and billions of dollars in sophisticated military equipment, Biden says, no, no, the generals told me to do it this way. The guy, folks, the guy has no dignity. At all. He has no character and no dignity at all. He just doesn't. Um, I'm going to skip the next Milley quote, Guy. I just want to... Can you pull up the video? Here's Millie, though, yesterday on the China call. Mark Milley, who made two calls to China, October and in January. The second one, uh, multiple people have claimed he was not authorized to say the things he's alleged to have said in the book. But here's Milley on the China call, where, where uh, it's alleged he called the Chinese Communist Party a military head and told him, don't worry, we'll warn you in the event of a nuclear strike, which is borderline treason at this point. Check this out. I know. I am certain that President Trump did not intend to attack the Chinese. And it is my directed responsibility, and it was my directed responsibility by the Secretary, to convey that intent to the Chinese. My task at that time was to de-escalate. My message again was consistent. Stay calm, steady, and de-escalate. We are not going to attack you. Okay, that's not his job to de-escalate, folks. That's the president's job. Does he not know that? Has he not read the Constitution? It's not his job to tell the Chinese, we're not going to attack you. Why? Why? I mean, again, folks, pop quiz. Because Mark Milley can't make the decision to attack or not. Everybody get that? It's the president's decision. So just to be clear, because I made this point on the five yesterday, if you missed it, forgive me for repeating it. But Milley stepped on his own yesterday. Doing a lot of mm today for a lot of reasons. Millie's saying here on the China call, I'm a decision maker. It's my job to de-escalate. That's why I did it. You're not a decision maker, but he said it right. And then later on, when Millie was asked about his role in the disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan that got our people killed and left them behind. Did you hear what he said later? He was like, no, no, I'm just a middleman. I'm just a conduit. So you're a decision maker on the China call. But you're just a middleman conduit when it comes to the negative political fallout from getting our people killed and leaving them behind. Again, another completely character-free individual I have zero respect for at this point. He doesn't care, but I do. Zero respect for this man. Zero. All right. uh, Let's go to this next. This quickly moving on. Last story of the day here. So Barack Obama's back again. The Biden administration here, Obama, Biden, are back. I mean, they, they think with a hive mind. So he's back, of course, to sell people on the myth again that somehow Biden's plan for the biggest tax hike in American history is only going to impact the rich. It will not. I've been going through this for days. The corporate tax hike, folks, is going to be passed on to you. There's no other way. Corporations get their money from uh, consumers of their products, shareholders, and people who work at the company there's no money fairy. That tax is going to impact you dramatically. Also, taxes on the, quote, rich land and assets are going to crush stock market equity values. If you have a pension, it's going to be crushed. It's basic economics, not complicated. Obama is smarter than Biden. Obama knows that. But here he is again, repeating the myth that they're just asking the rich to pay, quote, a little more to subsidize the upper, uh, the, basically the upper middle class, because that's what's happening. If you watch yesterday's podcast, if you missed it, check it out. But here's Obama. When you look at the overall package, uh, you know, it's got a headline price tag of three and a half trillion dollars, but that's not a single year. This is spread out over a number of years. And most importantly, it's paid for by asking the wealthiest of Americans who have benefited incredibly. over the last several decades, and even in the midst of a pandemic, saw their wealth and assets rise enormously, asking them to pay a few percentage points more in taxes in order to make sure that we have a economy that's fair for everybody. You're not asking when to pay a few percentage points more. You're hiking capital gains taxes, investment taxes, asset taxes, income taxes. The wealthiest 1% of Americans already pay 40% of the taxes despite earning 20% of the revenue. Obama knows that. But I'm going to make a different point today because obviously this argument's not getting anywhere with the left and conservatives and Republicans better pick up this argument stat. You don't owe these people squat. You don't owe them your money anymore. They're going to flush it down a toilet. The government is the single biggest source of economic destruction anywhere in the world. You get it? That kind of came at your heart. That's a red pill for you. We're going to end the show with this red pill today because liberals need to hear it. I'm done with the arguments. Clearly, the data doesn't matter to you about what the rich pay or don't pay. I'm going to make a different argument than the one I just made. I don't, I don't want to give you any more of my money because you're idiots. You will ruin people's lives with it. You will destroy it. You're morons. You don't know anything, and you're not owed any of my money. I'm happy to provide for our military, our law enforcement, our court system, and the constitutional roles of government. Very happy to have a stable society that can do that, to be able to to, to, to live freely with liberty where contracts are enforced. I get that. I don't owe you anything else. You'll steal it from me. I don't owe you the argument now are we done because the math doesn't matter to you i don't owe you anything you're idiots you spew destroy people's lives with my money and i don't want to destroy lives i don't care about any more of your arguments about a little more a lot more this you are idiots you have spent us into a hole. Every time you give someone government benefits, you destroy their lives. You've done nothing but destroy the healthcare system, the education system. You're going to destroy childcare next. You're going to destroy pre K next. Everything the government touches, it burns, and I'm not financing. How's that argument for you? You don't owe, I don't owe you squat. It's my money. You're going to steal it at the end of a barrel of a gun because the government has a monopoly on force. You are a cesspool, a forest fire. There, there's your argument for you because the math clearly doesn't work anymore. That brings up a good point. Obama, notice Joe, Obama didn't bring up how, you know, we're going to ask the rich to pay a little more so we can uh, restock the Taliban's weapons supply. I don't want to pay anymore. I'm not paying to arm the Taliban. I'm not doing it. I do it under threat of arrest because I want to do this show. That's it. My gosh. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Please follow my Rumble account. It's free. It is the free speech alternative to the communists at YouTube. My video podcast is there. It's at rumble.com slash Bongino. Really appreciate it. I will see you on the radio show and on the five on the Fox news channel later. Thanks for tuning in. You just heard Dan Bongino.